Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And I'm very pleased to say I don't have just one co-host. There are two beautiful men in the building sitting oi, beside oi. me. Oi, oi. <laughs> so first of all, making his return to the Orient Outlook podcast, my Orient FC chum, the Leighton Orient Trust legend himself, Mr. Howard Gould. Thank you very much. Howard, pleasure to have you back. Second appearance as a co-host, I believe. It is my privilege to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely no problem. And we are also delighted to welcome onto the Outlook podcast, making his debut, late on its media manager, Mr. Elliot Byrne. Thank you. So chaps, thank you for coming. Lots to talk about. Busy week. We've got Salford to talk about and lots more, but as always, we'll crack on with the supporters club update. So just one trip to tell you about that. CEOs who travel to Maidstone United on Tuesday the 14th of August Coaches depart Supporters Club at 4.30pm for a 7.45pm kickoff. The price for this one is £23 for adults and £20 for concessions and there's a £3 surcharge for non-members. And please remember that your match tickets are not included in the price and that under 15s must be accompanied by a fair paying adult. And there's two ways you can book for this trip. You can either book in a Supporters Club on a match day or on the travel line on 07722 135970. And Howard, you was on one of the coaches yesterday. I was. Recommend it? I was on the coach yesterday. The coach. There was only the one coach. Uh, do I recommend it? Yes, I do. It was, uh, yeah, very good journey. No, no problems on the roads, which helps, obviously, but um, nice people on board. Uh, I think we were there in about five, five and a half hours, but uh, yeah, really good. Um, the price was fantastic. I wasn't going to get there for 25 quid and back. Absolutely. So I uh, couldn't say no, really. And Mr. Byrne, not supporters, coaches for you these days. You go, you get to travel with the uh, the main guys on the bus. What's that like? Yeah, it's all right. Um, it's, uh, it gets us to the games, which is really nice, and it's obviously a great place to be when we when we win a game. Absolutely, and when you lose a game, they're, they're a good bunch of people. So it's always <laughs> good entertainment. Still get your pizza, don't you? <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All the secrets coming out about pizza. I'm sure there'll be many more revealed as this episode goes on. So now. As always, going to the Leighton Orient Trust update. So normally, Paul would read this out, but we've got the trust man himself here, Mr Gould. So, yeah. what's been going on with the trust? Right, what's going on? Okay, well, let's just have a catch-up about the last week then. So, first of all, a massive thank you to the five riders who completed the Ride London uh, last weekend, raising money for the trust, uh, namely Leon, Mike, Brian, Francis and the trust CEO himself, Neil Taylor. Oh, well done, Neil. No, Neil well, yeah. Yeah. Um, We've been uh, doing a lot of work with the Walton Forest Council, as you know, we have a good relationship with them now, and we're facilitating their free summer holiday activity programme. Uh, so that's held at the school centre and lots of schools around the borough. So if you go on the website and check that out, uh, lots of information on there, too much for me to, to talk about here, but that lasts all the way up to um, the 24th of August. Um, there's groups like 5 to 11 year olds, and you can do 11 to 19 year olds. Um, and this Wednesday, if, uh, if you want to put your kids on at score, we're hoping that our two new uh, sign-ins, James Allaby and Dal Gorman, will pop in and say hello to the kids and join in a few games. Brilliant. Brilliant to hear. Yeah. Brilliant to hear. Uh, what else we got? Right, so um, in the hub on Tuesday night, so the hub is based in the East End. Some people are actually still not quite sure where that is. I noticed a couple of tweets came through and asked what it is. Um, so it was the old supporters lounge in the club, uh, the, the, the players bar, 
in the East End, and obviously the East End being a little bit uh, run down still, uh, it is looking to be invested in, but it's not quite a priority just yet. But um, thanks to our, the relationships that I make uh, in, in my role, um, Anwar Udin approached me, who works for the Fans for, Fans for Diversity group within the Kick It Out uh, scheme, and a couple of years ago he said, if there's something that um, we can help you with, just let us know. Um, and then we, we thought about all this space that's going to waste in the East End at the moment. So we showed in the room and said, well, how about something so we, we, could in, we can invite diverse groups into this space um, and host them through a game so any, any anxiety, can, uh, you, can, you can sit in the room and if you don't really like the crowd, you're not quite sure what's going on, you, you've got this sanctuary to come back to or just host a, a, a particular group of people who may never been to football before, etc., etc. So thankfully he, he gave us a some money um, and we've enhanced that room so for a couple of years we use it pretty much every home game now so on Tuesday night um, we've got our walking footballers going to be in there we've invited them um, they've been doing exceptionally well over the yeah. last season they're winning trophies here there abroad and everywhere so they're going to come in and, and parade uh, before the match with their trophies and then they're going to have a little five-a-side penalty shootout at half-time give us some entertainment awesome. amongst themselves um, so, yeah, so it, the hub itself will hopefully be used, as I say, every single home game, um, incorporating charities uh, and, and diverse groups. So if there's anyone out there who might think they could utilise that room, please just get in touch and uh, we'll, be, we'll welcome them in. Yeah, so how would they get in touch? How is it email? Is it a phone call? <laughs> Emails is probably best, yeah. So h.gould at lakenorient.net and then we can have a conversation there and I can go through all the details and stuff like that. Um, but how we're going to progress this year uh, is going to be a tough one. We've got to, we've got to uh, maintain what we're doing and get better, uh, considering, and I think we may have announced this previously, I'm not quite sure, but um, we haven't had our award presentation yet. And the award was that uh, we won the National League Trust's, um, what was it, let me see, the best project with players' involvement last season. So really proud that the first season in the National League and uh, levels, uh, was it f f five, six and seven? Yeah, so all of those clubs were involved and uh, we, we won that award in our That's first season in, yeah, so we're really pleased about that. Um, uh, but thanks also obviously to the players and the staff um, and the chairman of the in uh, National League Trust didn't come down to the training ground on Wednesday and to present this award and I thought it only fair that the players should uh, be involved in that too, so that's why they're going to come to the training ground and present us with that. It's great to hear that the club, you know, winning awards off the pitch. Yeah. Work going really well. Yeah, so um, there's a, a couple of posters have been put up lately, um, if people haven't noticed them yet. So next door to the ticket office, literally on the wall there by the ticket office, or in the score centre, there's a smaller poster, and that just gives a brief highlight of some of the work that we do in the community, but also uh, the stuff that the players do. They don't just go and train, you know, turn up at the old uh, adage, oh, they do two hours train and go home and play golf. They don't, they, they, there's a hell of a lot more that goes in now. And um, the community work is second to none as proven by the, by the award that yeah. we've received. I was going to ask, I mean, how easy is it to get players out and about? Is it difficult? Do you, is there a process you have to go through or? The process, yeah, the process has developed Thankfully, um, when, I, when I first got this job, and we're going back to the days of Matt Porter, um, when um, it, it's not a secret, and the, the club were a little bit embarrassed at the time, so we're going back to say 2010-ish when Russell first came in, 
there wasn't really a lot of player in the community going on at the time, um, but the PFA would uh, publish in a, um, their annual report, and every club it was shown how many players had in the community, etc., etc. And then Matt, uh, I, I approached Matt because I was only doing part time for the trust at the time, so my, my my job is quite unique in that I work for the trust and the club oh. and share my time. So um, at the time I was working for the trust, needed a bit more extra work, and spoke to Matt, and he said. Yeah, we, we, we could do, let's, let's give you one day a week and see how we go. So that was, as I say, that was about eight years ago. Um, and so all it really needed was somebody um, to get to the players and organise, getting them out and, and logging everything and telling the PFA the work that you did. Because it jumped from, I'm saying we were slightly embarrassed in that out of the 92 clubs, we were 91st wow. at the time. So Matt said we need to do something about this, which was only right. And in that first season, um, it jumped 150%. Uh, wow. Yeah, just, just by being organised and, and getting boys out occasionally, you know, when it wasn't really being done to that extent. Um, and since then, every year we, we tweak it a little bit and, and we put procedures in place. And, and now I've got a system that works, so um, any requests that I get, I'll post up a month before so the boys know that they're going to go out. I know what day they have off now. They've swapped their days off this this season, but so Wednesday will be a community day. So they they know it's a community day after training. They might be expected to go out, but I've never had any problem. Very rarely, uh, even in that eight years, have I had any problems with any players actually going and, and doing the duty, as it were. So yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been really good. That's brilliant. And to finish off, I guess with the trust, what's the relationship like with Kent? Uh, and Nigel I know Kent has but, done a few appearances for the trust I've seen him out and about when he's over yeah well Kent uh, I mean Kent the first thing Kent said to, to me and he said to the office when he comes in he said look I'm here for 10 days he said uh, and those 10 days are your 10 days so just fill my diary whatever you've got you just just make sure it's Lucy Lucy Gammons runs his diary so he says just fill the slots in and I'll go and do what you want to do that's what I'm here to do for the club he said I'm not here on holiday I'm not, my wife's not here with me just get me out doing something. So um, and that's what happens. So he's fantastic. Uh, Nigel again when he's around. Um, not going to embarrass him, but he, he he was walking around the east stand. This was quite a funny one. So just towards the end of last season, and he was looking for the shop that's reopened in yeah. Brisbane Road. So but he was underneath the stand, and he's going. I can't find the entrance to the shop. I said, well, Nigel, you have to go outside. <laughs> And it actually go <laughs> go into Brisbane Road and it's only off the street. You can't enter it from from here at the moment. I said, "But why are you here? Have you seen the diversity room that we've?" Yeah. So he had a, he had a look in here and he said, "Wow, what do you do? This is fantastic!" Blah blah blah. And he actually said, "Look, I'm going to use my personal account. I want to give you some money to enhance this room even further." He said, "You tell me what you want to do in here." For, he said, "I love diversity." He said, "Let's just and that's not that's not the group diversity." Although I have tried to contact them and get them in, <laughs> but they should tell me there buttons on Wednesday. Uh, no, I saw them last year. No, I saw them last year. Very good show, by the way. But we're not here to plug them. But, the diversity uh, out of the podcast coming yeah, up no, after but, this one. No, actually, just he just won't get back to me, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tweet him anymore. Um, I did try, to be fair, but uh, no. So he said, "No, take some money and enhance it." and so, you know, that's a fantastic relationship with them. And um, thanks to Danny Macklin as well coming in and his thousands of new contacts that mm. he's got, you know, and the places he's worked out, the cricket and at Southend. Um, we've got um, some money given to us by the Essex and Southend Sports Trust as well, which has gone straight into the hub. Um, and they will now be buying all the teas and the coffees and the biscuits and the 
bits and pieces that we need and any um, knickknacks for the kids because with all the children that we have in we like to maybe have a quiz for them yeah. um, we give them prizes so that's all been funded by some great people and we've had the game people need to mention them they've come in and given us a PS4 and FIFA 18 for the hub so it's going yeah going really well obviously um, I love my job Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> and I'm sure the man sitting next to you loves his job as well. So earlier, let's do a media update. We don't normally get to do one, so let's have one. So I guess to start with, I guess we've seen some great content over the last year since you've been at the club. So how proud of you of what you've kind of achieved and developed at the club so far? Yeah, really proud. Um, I've got a good team around me, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a real good sort of challenge to to sort of develop the good work that my predecessors have done and and try and push that further and I'm, I'm pleased with how we've done so far. So you mentioned the team, so it's not just yourself, so who else is, is, on, is on the media team? Yeah, so, um, oh man, we've got a few now. Um, so Courtney's obviously the, uh, the media executive, he's, um, he's a person that works uh, full-time alongside me, um, and I mean, he's unbelievable, he's a f- fantastic member of the, uh, of the team. Um, and then we've got some really good members who sort of come in on a uh, you know like a sort of a volunteer basis um sam few uh, a few people might know who runs yeah. the women's team um this you know the media coming from that and he's he's helped out on countless occasions on first team duties um he was helping out the media day last week so he he's an absolutely He's a dream to work with, um, and we've got a, a couple of new faces um, this year. A lad called Daniel's going to be covering the youth team. Um, someone we, you know, who, who goes to university with Sam, and um, from the interactions we've had with him so far, seems to be a, a, another really good lad who's going to work hard for us. And then um, a lad called James is coming in to to fill, do some match day videography at home games, and. So, take those responsibilities away from me and uh, yeah he's, he's, his CV's excellent he's another very good very nice very nice young man and um, looking forward to seeing what he does on Tuesday wow so ever expanding team yeah so you, you mentioned the video content kind, kind of that's kind of what you've been doing and obviously you've established closer look so how did that come about was that your idea that's something that you wanted to do no that the was um, that was Charlie Long's idea um so following Charlie's appointment as uh, head of media last year, um, he sort of, he got in contact with me and asked me to come into the club and, and meet with him and he sort of pitched the idea of doing um, the close look, um, which I, I went to film school, so that's what my degree's in, so it, it suited me rather well. And... Um, so obviously as an Orient fan I was more than happy to yeah. <laughs> come on board and yeah it was great and um, I did, then did a few days here and there helping him out during the week and uh, and sort of moves on that way and uh, it's it's a really good um, piece of content to have not only for you know, obviously getting it out to the supporters um, you know the, 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 the scenes we got yesterday obviously were, look forward to seeing those were, were really good uh, so it's a great chance to get a fresh look on and a, a more sort of I'd say personal uh, perspective um, a bit more of a, a passionate perspective because you're closest to the supporters yeah. you get you get more of the reactions um, it's also very good for the uh, 
the coaching staff love it as well because it gives them another angle to look at things if we ever yeah. have a dodgy penalty call or um, something like that it's always a good chance to have a look at it another angle and see what they think it's like a multitude of marches to doing it then yeah completely so it's obviously this year Dream Team uh, are sponsoring the shirts and you know they're they're a brand and they're all over social media so what are they, what are they like uh, to work with and what, do you know what they've got planned over the next yeah, couple of months yeah they've uh, again and another dream to work with so far they've been um, they've been really exciting um, they've been really involved um, I've, I've got to know the people in their team um, you know the, there's obviously the, the Orient fan Andrew Butler oh. and then um, Andy Taylor and Adam McGuinness who uh, a few a few of you might have seen yesterday at, at the Salford game are doing lots of video content work um, so they're uh, they're developing like a new uh, sort of documentary series. Um, it's a, not a, like a fly on the wall or anything like that, but a, um, a sort of a, a series of films that look into sort of the heart of Leighton Orient. Um, so that's going to be coming soon, and I'm really excited to see what they put together there. And they're uh, yeah, they're doing. They've got lots lots more planned, and uh, you know, video content. Um, working with the supporters. Uh, Working the you know the community and stuff like that. There's there's a lot of lot of things planned and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, really good, really good to hear that. After obviously a bit of apprehension, I think when they were announced. So good to see that they seem to be doing a really good job. And to finish with you, then big week for you. Two programs to get out. You better get home after this and get, get on the old laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a hectic uh, couple of weeks. Um, we only got our content filmed on Wednesday at the media day, so it's been a couple of days of heavy editing for that, and then. Uh, yeah, trying to get these uh, these programs done, um, working with the the great team at Alchemy to to sort of get the design nailed. We're going to a, a sixty page program this year, so that's eight pages more um, than last season. Um, it's going to be a slightly smaller size in terms of it'll be an A five size, which uh, is something I really wanted to do. Um, and yeah, there's going to be lots of new stuff in it and. Um, it's going to be uh, hopefully really good. <laughs> Brilliant to hear. There's more on the programme a bit later on. Then. So a bit of AOB. Um, we were saddened to learn that George Ward, who was late on Orient Groundsman in 1978 during our best FA Cup run, sadly passed away aged 88 on Monday the 30th of July. So let's like say RIP to George. And moving on now to the week that wasn't a busy week. So Monday the 30th of July, XO centre-back and friend of the podcast, Matty Baldry, signs for MK Dons and... We don't like MK Dons too much, but we do like Matty Baldry, so wish Matty all the best. He's obviously been on the podcast before and seemed like a great person to have around the club. He's a really nice guy, mate, yeah. I mean, that, that whole squad in that era were, were top guys. It's a bit similar to now. Uh, Elliot wasn't quite as deep into, into the club as he is at the moment, but obviously that was pretty much just as I started. Uh, as I say, pretty much when Russell uh, got the job, so we, we probably went along together. And building that squad together, and this squad at the moment feels roughly the same type of ethos. You know, they're they're, they're decent footballers, yeah, but they're also team spirits, the characters, phenomenal. yeah, the characters, and exactly the, the spirit between them. You know, it's not like that in between bit where you you had the tables of different groups of yeah. players, as you can imagine, two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, no, Matthew and. Uh, was it was a was a great guy. So I think that was when I did a podcast with you. I told you the story that story about Matthew when I took him out on a school date. 
Yes, and the girl, the girl asked him a question. <laughs> the girl asked him that question, yeah. So, uh, should we keep the keep the listeners in suspense, or should we tell them? No, go for it, go for it, go <laughs> for it. Yeah, it's so been a hundred episodes almost since we mentioned it. So let's do it. Let's if do you it want again. it, if you want to hear this story, you have to go back another. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah what, what episode was that? Yeah. No, no, it was a it, so it was obviously a request from one of the schools as we get, and um, it was uh, well, it's George Mitchell School. I don't know the name of the girl who asked the question. Thank goodness, I didn't want to embarrass her. So it's George Mitchell School, and they were doing French, obviously at a high level, A level, I guess, and they. Wanted a couple. We had two or three of the French players at the time, so yeah. they asked, "Oh, can you can you bring a couple of your French players in, please?" And we want the class to talk to them in French and the responding French, and we can see how they get on. So great, okay. So we had Romain, Vanslow, and, uh, and Matthew. We we been along. So cutting a long story short, so the guys are being questioned by the students, and this girl stands up and asks this question in in French. Oh, I haven't got a clue, <laughs> and uh, the whole room. Top of the, the students, a few students giggled because I guess they understood. Obviously, yeah. they're still learning. But uh, Matthew, type of, they looked at each other. Matthew and Romain both looked at each other, and the teacher goes, "Um, not sure we should be asking that type of question." So I thought, "What was going on there?" And apparently, this girl had asked Matthew how, how many girls he'd slept with. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Romain immediately put his full finger up with showed his wedding band. He said, "No, nothing to do with me." And uh, Romain obviously was—I don't think he was married yet. He was—he uh, had his fiancée at the time, and he, he just got a little bit embarrassed. And he, he was looking down, but he looked like he was looking on his phone because he was holding his phone. All right, okay. So I said, "Oh, he's just checking right now." <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a checking. Little book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, great question for him. Yeah, but because it was in French, it was like I didn't know what was going on. Brilliant. Yeah. So. Brilliant stories. Brilliant stories. And in the evening. Then on Monday, Leighton or NXI team were in action away to Greenwich Borough. Uh, one of your fortes, Greenwich Borough. Yeah, you started the club. Um, Good for you to go back. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit odd because they've recently had a, a takeover. Um, mm. So I went to the playoff semi final, which they unfortunately lost last season, and there there's not many people that I know still there, but. Um, you know, it's, I guess hopefully exciting times for them, and uh, it was a, it was a good game. Yes, let's go and talk about it. And so the team lined up with Sargent uh, in goal, Fleming, Ekpeteta, Happy, and Ogie at the back, with Gorman, Kiprianu, Haksu, Ben Yusuf uh, in midfield, and Satoru and Mooney starting up front. And I think it's fair to say it was a great first half um, for the O's. We in three up at the break through Rul Satoru tapping, and two goals from David Mooney, including obviously <laughs> another chip for Mooney to make it three goals for Mooney's in pre season. Uh, which have all been shipped. <laughs> it was a great strike as well. Was, uh, he has a remarkable ability to chip goalkeepers that are basically on their goal line. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes uh, calling them like the kind of see you later chips where the keeper is kind of getting the hand ready but not quite yeah. <laughs> quite getting there. But great to go in at 3-0. Uh, I've seen obviously the Mooney goal but it seems like a good performance in the first half. Yeah, everyone, um, it was it was obviously a good chance for some, some of the players to get some minutes. Um, obviously, it's the first time that Dale got out in yeah. an Orient shirt and um, he, he looked really good. Um, so I'm really excited to see, you know, more of him. Um, and Ruel and, and Moons did really well up front. Ruel's, Ruel has had a really good pre-season, actually, I think. Um, good prospect. Yeah, Great I prospect. think so as well. So we went in three and a half time and then two chains for the O's of Brendan Shabani and Jonah Phillips replaced Dal Gorman and Ben Yusuf. So Gorman got 45 minutes under his belt like we touched upon. And in the 61st minute, Charles Clayden came on for Satoru. 70th minute, Wolf Sanders came on for Arnold Haxu. 
and a win was comprehensively, comprehensively sealed in the 90th minute as Brendan Shabani coolly finished to make it 4-0 uh, which was the way it stayed to the full-time whistle so yeah, the, match. the benefit of having Courtney alongside me is that he his experience with the youth team last season means he can tell me a lot more about the youth team mm, players yeah. than I know. Um, and it's the first time I've you know seen Brendan and Shabani play, but he looks a tidy little player as well. Um, so it's a really exciting young young group of uh, players led by uh, Pete Gill, who's does a yeah. cracking job and a lovely bloke. So um, mm. hopefully some good things to come. Yeah, Pete, if you listen to this, we'd love to have you on the podcast soon. I think he may listen. He definitely follows on Twitter, so we'll see what happens with that. For me, yeah, good to see some players get a fuller workout, like you said. Good to see Gorman get 45 minutes. Good to see strikers who have probably been overlooked at the moment due to the form of Karoma, Bon, Alibi, get a start and some goals. You know, Satoru scoring and Mooney netting a double. So good workout there, which moves us on to Tuesday, the 31st of July. And it was happy 22nd birthday to old goalkeeper Charlie Granger. Uh, and also celebrating their birthday, although sadly not their 21st, was late in Orient's World War One historian and expert Steve Jenkins. Happy birthday to Charlie and Steve, and we hope you both had great days. And later in the day, the club announced that season ticket sales reached 3,765, which is just 235 away from the club target of 4,000. And that is some achievement. Mm. That is some it's unbelievable. Awesome achievement, and probably getting loads of new supporters, and hopefully for more of the community down to some of the work. You're doing it at the trust. Yeah, obviously, uh, that, that's the, the be all and end all, really, is to get the supporters in the ground and, and make them long term. So, um, getting out into the schools, we have seen uh, youngsters in the schools when we go, uh, when we revisit them, and you put your, you know, we'll say, right, how many O's hands here, or whatever, and the hands now will go up, whereas three or four or five years ago, you may have one or two who may have been to a game. It even surprises me sometimes. I go, oh, who's been to the Orient? Who's supposed and, and at least half the class now, well, they've been there because we've done our job with the with the free ticket stuff. Um, and the teachers tell us, oh, no, we're in the playground now. We see you know, a couple of kids have got their Orient shirts on. Um, and we know families because I, I bump into families and go, oh, no, we, we brought you know the kids. You gave the tickets to the kids at the school and we brought them along and it's great, you know, so we've come back. So it does work. It's slow but sure. And I think... Going all the way back to Barry Hearn when he said, you know, it, it, it's a numbers game. If you give enough tickets away and you pick up your percentages, yeah, yeah. you know, gradually it'll grow and it'll grow and the youngsters is what we need. And uh, it's true, it takes, it's going to take time, but, um, uh, you know, we're getting there. Brilliant. Great to hear. Which leads us on nicely into Wednesday, the 1st of August, as the club confirmed uh, that it would be continuing its relationship with energybet.com for the upcoming season. As energybet.com will confirm as our official betting partner and hopefully uh, he's on the line now uh, UK uh, manager for Energy Bet Mr Russell Yershon Russ good evening evening boys how are you all good thank you I'm joined uh, with Howard and Elliot eagerly awaiting your information so thank you for joining us Russ uh, yeah so Energy Bet do you want to tell us a bit of an overview of what's going on this season with the O's sure absolutely we're thrilled to continue the partnership with we had two seasons of shirt sponsorship. Um, obviously, the last one went really well. Obviously, with the new owners coming in, uh, we managed to do a lot of activation. Uh, again, the fans were really engaged, and it was great. We had, we had good fun. Obviously, the season ended well with Justin Edinburgh in charge, uh, and a lot of excitement ahead of the new season. Brilliant, brilliant. So, coming up to this season, then, is it kind of the same kind of activity you're going to be looking to do, in or anything different? Absolutely. We've got tickets 
to give away, uh, hospitality tickets, uh, new home shirt, and we'll be doing some on-pitch activation, uh, which whether we do the crossbar challenge or another type of activity, we want to get the loyal fans that don't get a chance to go on the pitch, to come on the pitch at half-time, uh, and as Paul and Steve, as you experienced last year, again, it's great fun, uh, and that's what we're about, Energy Bear, we're about, about giving fans some fun opportunities, bringing them to the game, giving them hospitality, and again, some, some good on-pitch experiences great to hear and like you said Russ I can't uh, recommend that crossbar challenge enough uh, it was great fun and I was robbed I was robbed <laughs> by Mike Brown who actually did hit the bar after I was I was inch, inches away from doing so he's never let me forget it as well <laughs> I bet he hasn't I bet he hasn't so Russ in terms of kind of late and odds for this season what, what's the thinking at the moment sure we're looking at the uh, National League title uh, Salford the 9-4 favourites obviously they signed Adam Rooney uh, they spent a lot in the transfer market uh, obviously, we know their owners, uh, the ex-Manchester United legends. So their favourites are nine to four. Uh, Chesterfield at eight to one. And fun enough, a team that have been well back pre-season, Fold, they're nine to one. And then Leighton Orient coming at fourteen to one to win the title uh, and to get promoted, seven to one. Uh, looking at Tuesday night's game, uh, Orient home to Edfleet. Um, it's ten pound on Orient to be leading at half time and full time. Return to twenty-eight pounds, uh, and a ten-pound bet on a two-nil correct score returns ninety-three pound. Um, we fancy Orient to start the season at home with three points. Um, Justin Edinburgh really changed the the ethic of the team, uh, and again some outstanding performances at home last season. I remember the Sutton game was was, was superb. Uh, there was a few other games towards the back end of the season that went really really well. I think the Wrexham game was very strong. Um, I think there'll be a very big crowd on Tuesday. Uh, I think Justin will have the boys right out for it. And yeah, I can see three points coming, so definitely back the O's. We hope so, Russ. We hope so, Russ. So if anybody wants to um, get an Energy Bet account, how, how would that be done, Russ? Sure, they can sign up at energybet.com, uh, enter the promo code LATEN, uh, and then they'll get an exclusive £10 free bonus. And one other incentive we are doing um, for customers, if, if they deposit and place a £20 sports bet in, in August or September, they'll be guaranteed a pair of home match tickets and a new home shirt. So that's an incentive for customers to sign up at EnergyBet, uh, make a deposit and bet £20 on sport, uh, and they'll get a new home shirt and a pair of home match tickets. Uh, and obviously I need to say it's 18 plus Gambler of UK, uh, and obviously terms apply. Brilliant. Russ, thank you for joining us this evening, giving up some of your Sunday, and we'll speak to you soon. Pleasure. Cheers, Cheers Russ. Russ. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers, Howard. Bye-bye. Bye, mate. So that was Russell from Energy Bet there, so we hope you found that useful. Um, and if you do want to bet, please bet responsibly, as we always say. So also on Wednesday, the club announced the new name of our beloved South Stand, which is now going to be renamed the Q2W Tommy Johnson stands. So Q2W provide a range of services to the construction industry, including NVQ assessment and site safety training for managers, supervisors, and operatives. So well done to Q2W, and I look forward to getting back into my beloved Q2W stand uh, on Tuesday. And also on uh, Wednesday, last season, O's Loney, Dan Holman, signed for fellow National League Club Aldershot on a one-year deal. So we wish Dan all the best at his new club apart from when all the shot lined up against Leighton Orient and I feel like I said before I started recording that if Dan 
is fully fit and has had a decent pre-season I think he'll be a bit of an asset to all the shot this season I think he'll get mm. a couple of goals I think it's quite unlucky when he was with us yeah I think he's one of those where um, he, just, he just needed to get on a little run and you just know it's going to happen and uh, he was definitely I think he was more of a crowd people weren't on his back for missing they were just come on he's going to do it next one because he worked so hard yeah. that you just felt like come on mate get this goal for us and now you just know that in all the he's going to start banging the goals in. But uh, yeah, you're willing him to score, weren't we? Really, he were, yeah. only got the one against Tranmere, and I think that uh, wasn't even given to him in the end, was it? I think they cast it as an own goal. It was, yeah. No, it was a bit like one. Craig Clay yesterday. <laughs> trying to claim that one yesterday. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get that one. But we will see the dubious goals panel for yeah. make that decision. My goal angle doesn't help him with no. that one. I really <laughs> better did that out than else. <laughs> and then to finish today, the under 16s drew uh, three all with Charlton. And what was described to us as a very entertaining game. So good progress in the under-16s uh, holding a League One club um, to a free-all draw. So Thursday, the 2nd of August, there was more sponsorship news from the club as FGS were announced as the official sponsor of the club website and ever-popular Orient Express e-newsletter. So that's something we're going to continue this season? Yeah, the newsletter. Um, so that's run by the, the marketing department. Um, so uh, they're doing a very good job with that and making that as... Uh, as engaging as possible and um, and the sponsorship is a, a really good opportunity to develop that further and yeah. uh, uh, full credit to, to Danny and um, and Josh uh, the new head of commercial who've done a great job getting in sponsors uh, for the season yeah it's been fantastic seems like every other day there's a new sponsorship to be announced which can only be a good thing uh, for the club in terms of financial backing so also on Thursday XO and Wembley skipper and defender Nathan Clark signed for FC Halifax Town. And I've got to say, I think that's a great signing for Halifax Town. I think he's still probably, for me, the League 2 player. Maybe I'm living uh, in a dream, but saw he scored yesterday yeah. for Halifax. Yeah. And he's a bit of a leader. Well, not a bit of a leader, he's a complete leader. That was a, a very ex-Orient uh, game, in fact. Uh, Braintree oh, yeah. versus Halifax, because uh, Henry and Clarkey were uh, playing for Braintree as well. So... It's quite interesting. Yeah, good to see Henry uh, get snapped up and yeah. I'm sure he's probably got a very uh, bright future in the game. And Paul, although not here with us on the table, is here in spirit. He's said, surprise, Nathan's had to drop out of the league, but he's a good experience signing for them. So which moves us on into Friday the 3rd of August as the club announced they have now sold 3,802 season tickets, which is the last update we had. So 198 away from that big 4,000 number I'm sure there'll be an update probably in the next couple of days which yeah, will we'll, get closer to that number we'll try and get an update out tomorrow um, I'm sure Lindsay will still be um, inputting some of yeah. the new forms that came in over the weekend and all and putting them all through um, yeah there was that lad who, uh, who offered to clean the West End if we get to 4,000 and I'm very much hoping we get to hold him to that. <laughs> Absolutely, I've seen that, yeah. So I think it's, is it Joe? Joe. Joe Pavitt. Yeah. So Joe Pavitt, I know you listen, so that stadium is calling for you to come and clean it, which keep, you will be doing very soon. Keep that mop ready. <laughs> and then this was followed up at midday with the first episode of a new YouTube show produced by the club called The O Show, presented by Orient Fan, and again, friend of the podcast, Oliver Buck. Paul says he really liked this, good content, and Oliver comes across really well, and the players are in good form. We like the him and me feature a lot. So great show. I agree with Paul. So Elliot, how did this come about? Um, it, it was sort of something that we had been an idea for for a while, and um, we just we were looking to develop 
the preview video that we did last year and um, make it make it more of a reason for Orient fans to watch it. Make it more part of the uh, the sort of the the build up to a match day and. Um, we thought we'd make it a bit more personal by getting a presenter in and Ollie's someone I know know very well um, and he, he was one of the people who put his name forward and uh, I think he's got a lot of potential to be a very, very good presenter and um, yeah, it was a, it, we, we filmed it all on Wednesday last week at our media day um, so it was a lot of running about um, and getting it done, but it was, I'm really pleased with how it came across yeah. in the first episode. I'm looking forward to developing it further throughout the season. Really good watch. And will it be every Friday or are we going to alternate days? Every Friday. Every yeah, Friday. Every Friday. Uh, ideally at 12pm um, and just try and make it part of that, that routine for everyone heading into the match day. Brilliant. And what can we expect in the future shows? Is it going to be lots of player interviews, or does it kind of going to develop yeah. as the season goes on? Yeah, we're going. To, we've got lots of activities uh, planned with the players and uh, and the staff. We've already got a few that are filmed. Um, that, you know, we might say for later weeks. Um, we want to get some special guests in, um, not just players, um, not just staff currently working at the club, uh, but possibly people who had been at the club previously or are involved in um, activities uh, relating to the club so um, we just want to keep it as engaging a show as possible and um, yeah really uh, really get some good stuff on it brilliant great to hear another kind of way to engage fans get that fan base really excited and doing it on Friday the day before the game only kind of pumps everyone up really doesn't it yeah so great to see that so well done great work there and the club weren't done with the sponsorship announcements as they revealed that Rethink Productivity will be sponsoring the official shirt sleeves on all three kits that you've kind of alluded to before, but Danny Macklin and his team have done some phenomenal work over the summer. I think pretty much everything that they wanted to get sponsored has pretty much all been done and great work. And like we said, income can only be a good thing if that goes towards yeah. the club and on players. And to be fair, I guess it's, it's probably worth saying that credit to the National League for, for allowing clubs to have the opportunity to put put a sponsorship on the sleeve because uh, it's sort of a big incentive for companies to do that and um, it, it provides an extra income yeah. to, to the clubs in this league. Brilliant. Good point. And in, in the evening, the under-16s were in action away at Berrytown under-23s and despite being 2-0 down, they paid the game back to 2 all but lost out to 3-2 result in the end. So an unlucky result there for the under-16s. It brings us on to yesterday then. Saturday the 4th of August normally at this point we would give you the under 18 result but as there was no fixture it's on to the main event we go so Salford away so uh, me and Paul couldn't make it but I'm very happy to say that Howard went with the supporters club obviously you go with the club um, and obviously the match was on BT Sport uh, televised at 12.30 uh, it's part of the first televised match so the team was announced uh, with Bruin goal Ling uh, Coulson, Elikobe and Willison as the back four with the midfielder Karoma, Clay, Lawless, Mackenough and up front Alibi and Bond and subs for this one Sergeant, Ekpeteta, Lee, Dayton uh, and Brophy so although Paul uh, isn't here in spirit we have got Paul's thoughts uh, on the team so we do want to give you snapshots of Paul he is still alive um, he's still here with us so here's what Paul had to say uh, on the team selection 
This is going to be a really tough season in terms of starting 11s and uh, certainly uh, food for thought for Justin. The fact that Clay and Lawless start ahead of vice-captain Charlie Lee and neither Brophy or Dayton start says so much. Also, no Mooney in the squad suggests that he may be used less frequently, so I think any substitutions are likely to push Coroma up top to accommodate Brophy and Dayton. Very, very interesting team selection. Probably caught a few people by surprise. Oh, thank you, Mr. Levy, for that one. I miss having you here next to me, although I'm sure you will be listening uh, at some point this week. So for me, I said on last week's podcast, I think for me, you have to start Brophy and Dayton. As in my view, they are the two best wingers uh, in this league. Kroma has done well in pre-season. You know, seven goals can't be argued with, but for me, I think when he's scored, he's been as a forward and not as a right winger, although I could be wrong with that. Uh, I think Mooney would be disappointed not to be in the squad. Um, it just goes to show the strength of the squad what we have really I think, go on, go on. I just the, the difficult thing about um, the substitutes is that you only get five in this yeah. league and it's it was the bane of us last year where there were players who possibly deserved more involvement yeah. who didn't get the opportunity and um, no, the it's just got to be quite clever in the uh, about who you put on it and I guess you know sometimes it's about Sometimes you have to put people who can play in more than one position in there. Yeah. Uh, that versatility then becomes useful if you you can't you can't fill it up with more players. Um, so th- there's a lot to think about for for the gaffer, and um, I'm glad I'm not in his shoes. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly what I was going to say. It's the five substitute thing as well. Um, I remember the days when there was one substitute, then there was yeah. two, and then three, and you think. I never used to like it. I think well, it's an 11 a side game, and all right, you get a one sub. Why have you got half a team sitting on the bench as well? But now you do miss the seven substitutes yeah. um, because of the choice you can make. And uh, having only five, as El said, it, it gives you a headache with the quality that we've got now. Um, some guys are going to have to miss out, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I guess you said it, didn't you? Like Karoma can play up top, can mm. play on either wing. Mackinac can play on either wing. You can also go in the middle. Lawless can play centre, he can also play back, as can Clay. So there's always options there. So, you know, who'd be a football manager? I guess the terrifying thing about it as well is that, you know, you've still got Dale and Matty Harold still to come back um, uh, very shortly from their injuries. And that just that adds the headache even more um, because you're going to have, you, you, at some point, you're going to have to leave very, very talented players yeah. out of the squad. and. Yeah, it's going to be a very difficult uh, dilemma for, for, mm. for Gaffer. Um, but that's what you want, isn't it, I suppose? Absolutely. Yeah. But then last season, we had the, you know, when we had those severe injuries, it was, obviously we don't need that this year. We don't want that at all. We'd rather have 20 guys and just pick your yeah. whatever out of that lot. But um, if something happens again where we get a long-term injury, you need, you need quality to replace Absolutely. the quality. So... I think it's uh, what the gaffer said at the beginning, wasn't he? he wanted two players for position, at least yeah, yeah. per position, which is pretty much what we've got. Um, and you want, well, I just said, the quality to replace the quality. There's no, there's no, I don't think there's anyone there who's inferior to anyone else. They could all play a role. Uh, and everyone, as you say, being a football, anyone, everyone wants to be a football manager. We'd all pick a different eleven, probably. Absolutely. What's What's worth mentioning is that the lads that we've got and known them as as well as I do. Um, is that you know people are not going to get upset or angry mm. by n- not being involved? I think there's the, the understanding of you know the situation. And I think if, if a player isn't involved in you know 
one game, then that will just drive them and uh, push them to uh, to yeah. to try and work as hard as possible to get back in the team. But there is that you know mutual support for everyone, and it it, it does seem. It feels like everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet, which is really nice. Yeah, a really yeah, nice atmosphere. It's, yeah. it's a squad thing now, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. It's not an eleven players and a few odds and sods flowing about who who just did for the money. But you've got fourteen games, haven't we, to the end of September, which is pretty much a third of the season. It's fast and furious. Uh, isn't yeah, it? and then that's even before the cup games start. So it's going to be a. Everyone's going to be needed. Yeah, I thought. Uh, like we mentioned it last year, wasn't it? The further you go in the national league, the more your fixtures get kind of crammed yeah. towards the end and that could be a very decisive point yeah. for I us, think, hopefully, in the season. Because I think we're starting the fourth qualifying in the FA Cup, don't we? We don't go in for yeah. yeah. So that's, a, that's an earlier round and then obviously you want to try and get to the, the third round minimum and then the trophy, I guess, uh, what the priorities are at the time, but you know we shot ourselves in the foot last season. It would be nice to go one better this year and we can't have everything, but yeah. um, you want to be as successful as you can. So uh, all those all those guys know that they're going to play a part somewhere along the line. Absolutely, yeah. and that's not even the squad. We've got obviously Happy, Satoru, Ogi, like you've said, still uh, Harold, uh, Gorman to come back. So you know Justin won't be sitting at home, kind of having bad headaches about this. This is all kind of good mm. headaches to have. Shows yeah, you the strength of squad. Tuesday night's going to be a, an interesting uh, team selection as well. Obviously, knowing Ebu in the midfield there and the way he's slightly changed his role, Elliot and I were talking a bit earlier that he seems to have had this freedom now to go and play a little bit more forward and uh, score some goals in pre-season. He's got a very good goal, didn't he? Against Gillingham, there was kind of a bit of accident. It was a clearance, wasn't it? He was trying to clear it. Yeah. And apparently, he said he hit the bar on yesterday. Yeah. So. You know, you've got to contain him a little bit, so it's interesting. It's yeah. going to be a good game Tuesday. There's a little bit of feisting that's going to go on there, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll come on to Tuesday yeah. in a bit, um, but I don't yeah. think everybody's going to get the best reception. Well, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately but yeah. we'll see. So, those are our views on the team. We've got loads of tweets in uh, this week, a huge amount. We're going to mention a few um, that we got in, so I think Howard's going to share I'll try. The, the, I'll, I'll the do with me. So, Howard's going to do his best. I'll start in. Cool. So, at Dan Alton, 2590, said, Surprise, Lee's not starting, and absolute stunned that Brophy isn't. Right, and at Rich P242, he says, Very surprised Brophy isn't starting, our best player by a mile. Yeah, at YT1997, LOFC says, Brophy and Lee would be my starting 11. I'm surprised no striker on the bench as well. And I guess we kind of covered that by saying Karoma can play in a number of positions. Mm. And we've got Mooney and Ellaby. Okay, and uh, at Matty LOFC Evans, he says, Surprised that Lawler's starting, thought Lee was certain to start. Karoma deserves his start ahead of Dayton and Brophy. Yeah, so Matty backing uh, the gaffer there, but in reply at Leighton Gale 12, said Lawless looked really good in pre-season and deserves his start, in my opinion. So Lawless, I think Lawless splits a few fans, probably unfairly based on some of his performances last season. Yeah. Lawless was the, the one who... I think, he, I think, he's, I think he's, he was excellent under Justin last season, and I thought he was excellent again yesterday. He's an unbelievable player to have around in the dressing room. Mm. Um, his versatility is a real asset and I think he's a very good player yeah yeah, yeah. agree with that uh, Alex, at Alexander Rose Alexander sorry Alexander J Rose I think it is yeah I really hope it's a 4-3-3 and not Karoma on the wing never mind so much better <laughs> and so much better central uh, Paul Skinner 88 says Brophy not starting his odd Lawless and Clay I'll let them have a fresh start and see how they are this season at Hart Rushmore 
Karoma has been on fire in pre-season, but did, win, did wonder if we would find room for Brophy or Dayton and put Mackinoff into midfield. This is a solid team for a tough away game. Yeah, so we were saying before, maybe Justin's looking to Salford and they're going, right, maybe I want to try and contain that and put in my kind of battle, battling mm-hmm. midfielders um, within there. And to finish off, Gould is 1985, so no Brophy or Dayton. Both were our assist makers last season. Seems odd not to play one. Also, we'd rather McEnough in the middle with one other. I thought Big Marth had done enough to start ahead of George. But in JE, we trust. Game on. And just to go on to Pateta, he's had a very good pre-season as well. And he's really come on leaps and bounds. Steve Foster mentioned him uh, on the pod last week. And I was really impressed with what I saw last season. Steve Foster's found a gem there, I think. He's an excellent, excellent young player. And a really lovely lad. And... um, I think I think he will he'll be pushing and him and Darren to be fair, and be uh, knocking on the yeah. door very very hard uh, this season. It's gonna be uh, all of them are gonna have to be on their toes, which is a really nice problem to have. Yeah, it's what you want, isn't it? So brilliant. So obviously, Els, you on the team, coach. Good atmosphere. Very good. Yeah, well, everyone very confident. Very, I think everyone was looking forward to being back in action. Um, you know, it's, friendlies are great, but everyone misses the rush and the yeah. uh, the emotion and, and the experience of playing in a competitive game. And uh, obviously, it didn't come quite. It was such a uh, a dramatic way to start in terms of you know you're playing the title favourites uh, live on BT at their ground. Um, so it was it was a really it was a really it was probably the perfect game to start it. In, in terms of the uh, the romance of it all. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and the supporters coach? Yeah, it's good. Um, only one coach, which surprised me a little, but considering we had, uh, you know, the six, well, six, six, seven people yeah. out there, and there was only about 50 of us on the coach. So anything like 600 people... Made their own way. Made their own way. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. But, um, no, as I say, it was a great journey. I think I tweeted out on the way up that it was cautiously optimistic... Which is uh, which is good for Orient fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even the word optimism to be an Orient fan. <laughs> so uh, no, it, it was it was good. We got up there on time. Um, parking was uh, parking's not good up there. So yeah. um, we might come on to a little bit. I think about. I think you might want to talk about bits and pieces about the in and out part from the game in a minute, don't you? So yeah, let's bit. let's do it then. So yeah. what was the ground like? Obviously, Salford just come up. Prepared for the National League or not really? I did see a few tweets saying um, very few Port it, Lewis a, sold out of programmes quite early. Yeah, and, well, it's a Lego ground, you know, it's like four, four sides. It's like four perfect sides. Exactly, yeah. you know. Um, Elliot mentioned earlier about the players' side of things, he would know a little bit more there. I remember Courtney said when we walked in, he said that the players' changing rooms was just, they were just porter cabins, weren't they? Yeah, so they were um, crates essentially. Yes, just um, a crate, yeah. Um, so we went in. The first thing you notice actually is the slope on the pitch. Oh really? Yeah, they did mention it on BT Sport as well because they okay. yeah they had a picture of the goal and you could see the goal the the bar didn't look quite straight in the picture, but that's because the slope on the pitch oh, okay. and, and they mentioned that. Didn't even notice that. Too. Yeah, yeah. did you not? Yeah, yeah, no one noticed it since we walked in. But um, well, we queued up for a food. I mean, the food was fine and it went down pretty quick. But apparently, there was only the one outlet. So yeah. there's six hundred people. Not enough. If they all wanted it, there's only one. But I seem to find that last season as well, going to a lot of these grounds, they only have the one uh, outlet for yeah, your yeah. food, so you all have to queue up anyway. Um, not that I, and I didn't use the loo at all, but looking at people's tweets, uh, the men's, there were five for the men and only two for ladies, uh, but no hand-washing facilities, and these were like little port-a-loos. There's, there's nothing been, been built. So the infrastructure... 
could could be looked at. You know, it looks like they've invested in the players. You know, they're buying these players and let's get the pitch sorted out. But That's you've forgotten about the fans again. You know, um, you need to have proper losing place. Um, there was I was sitting next to a guy and a coach who a member of his family was wheelchair bound. And when they, he, he told me the story that um, he, he tried phoning Salford many times, couldn't get through at all, no one could help him about a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, maybe I shouldn't say it, but he ended up phoning the National League to find out, can, can, did they have a, a contact at Salford he could phone directly, which they gave him, I don't know if they should have done or not, but he phoned, uh, I think it might have been the chairman, Wow, and the chairman was uh, a little bit concerned, saying, oh, "I'm sorry about this, but I'll put you in contact with somebody." So eventually, they said, "Right, you need to enter the ground." And at the entrance, I think, for this lady in the wheelchair, she had to go. The coach dropped us off pretty much right outside the away fans' entrance, which is really good. Um, but he had to then push the wheelchair to the other side of the ground where the players enter. To just to be told, right, now you've got to push all the way around the ground anyway to get back to the away supporters, and there are no dedicated spaces anyway, just sit in front of the seats. Oh, wow. So it was all a bit, you know, it's all... Haphazard. Yeah, it needs to be sorted out, really, you know. Yeah. So pe people are a little bit disappointed that you've got these millionaires and, and they're investing all this money and we want to get this club. And the ticket price was great, 10 quid, and we can understand that... They want play they because their support base is what fifteen hundred or something. Yeah, yeah. So and they want support. You've got to do it at that price, which was great. But you've got to think, okay, you've got the people in, but you've got to treat them with a little bit of respect. You know, you, you need to get a proper a toilet in this place, and you need you've got disabled supporters that want to come. Bear that in mind. Don't forget. Um, so a little bit of those little things. Apart from that, I sat in the in, in the seats because there, there were a few seats spare, and it was a great view. Um, I did, you know, in and out, no problem. Uh, I thought it was fine. The parking was... I know somebody got a ticket. They tweeted they had a ticket. Didn't oh, they? really? Yeah. So, but they were warned beforehand that parking is a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Lane Orient, you know, that parking is a problem, park, which yeah. is a shame. Um, the coach, for us, that, that's a good thing about going on the coach is that you know you don't have that have worry. worry about it. Yeah, so that, that was okay for us. But, yeah, so two or three things that need to be sorted out on the periphery, but... Uh, Apart from that, no, I had a good day, really. Atmosphere in the ground before kick-off, it looked like it was pretty, yeah, really, really good. good. Pretty yeah, good. Really good. Good noise coming from the Orient end, seems like a lot of singing going on. I always quite like box grounds, um, just because I think they hold atmosphere quite well. Mm. Um, the uh, the Orient end was, in particular was uh, really, really good. and. Um, like the new shirts are quite cool because uh, there's so many colours now. I was going to say it was a bit of a flow of colours, so a lot yeah. of yellow shirts. Yeah. And they were really yeah, clearly was, visible, weren't they? Yeah, which was really, I think, really nice to see. We've seen all these colours, and once the pink kit comes out as well, we'll have um, even even more colours in that. And yeah. uh, I think that that will look really great uh, when when the away end is packed. Um, so yeah, the atmosphere was really good. Yeah. All right, so the match kicked off then. We weren't looking for an opening day win having only won two out of the last opening eight fixtures uh, on the first day of the season. So thanks to Matt Bristow for the stats. Uh, he always delivers on the stats. A six-minute Salford's left-back has the first real effort and goal. Uh, it's Ibu Torki's shot from outside the area. is parried wide by Dean Brewer. And two minutes later, Samling made a very good block. And in the ninth minute, Liam Hogan headed wide at the back post under good pressure from the O's defence. So ten minutes, a bit of an onslaught. I think they were coming out. I was trying to get that early goal. I think we held firm, but they were you clearly see they were sort of after that early goal. Yeah, and I think 
I think it was a, a theme that um, carried on for, uh, for, for, for portions of the game, which was um, they had a lot of the ball. Um, but I felt on the whole we defended really well. And um, I guess other other than their goal, you know, we um, we did we didn't give them lots of clear cut chances. They had you know half chances here and there, and uh, Brillo had to make a few decent saves. But um, yeah, I thought I thought we we held firm pretty well. Yeah, fifteenth minute, first ever from the O's. It's Craig Clay passed the crown on the right. We've done well against his man. He fired a shot straight at the Salford keeper. And you mentioned Brillo making a save. He makes his first run on a note in the twentieth minute. As he tipped the ball over the bar from Carl Piagiani's header, good save there um, from Dean Brill, was looking uh, very alert. But twenty second minute, I think our first real kind of note of attack, uh, and we were so close to taking the lead. Uh, Sam Ling passed the Lawless just outside the box, and as the ball was rolling towards him, you could see him lining up the shot, and you're like, "Come on, here, Al. and he hits it really sweet. He took a slight deflection. Um, don't know how that did easily bit the keeper and just seemed to just roll in slow motion across the goal and it went wide but really unlucky yeah I'm not sure there was much more that he could have done with that yeah <laughs> more often than not if you hit the inside of the post it's going in yeah it was just one of those where it just it just didn't it was agonising I guess with Euro as well it looked like it was probably going to go in off yeah, the post yeah from our angle at the other end and slightly from the side you saw it curling so we were all jumping up going, yes, because you see the keeper's got beat. Yeah. And he's just waiting to hit the side net. Yeah. But then he's hit the post, so you're still screaming because you're waiting, oh, he's hit the post and it's going to just go into the other side yeah. netting. And then it, it flies yeah. across yeah, the yeah, goal yeah. because obviously the angle you can't quite see. So everyone who's going, yeah, oh, what did that mean? So we're all screaming at the top of our voices. But yeah, unbelievable. It was a great strike. and uh, But he's got that in him. He did something similar at Dagenham. I remember last year he scored a great volley at Dagenham, although the ref... Disallowed it for a foul. Yes. It called a foul just before that, yeah, which yeah. I don't think was think a foul. Was, I think the keeper had sort of punched it towards, yeah. sort of headed to the edge of the box, and he scored a screen. He scored a great goal, and it wasn't a foul at all. The yeah. keeper, you know. Anyway, so he's he's un, he's been very unlucky. He's definitely Alex. got it in his locker. If you've seen videos of him scoring goals yeah. for his previous yeah. clubs, he's, he's got that sort of strike on him. Yeah, uh, for sure. Brilliant. Well done, Alex. There, very unlucky, and I think we start to come back into the game now. We kind of containing Salford a bit better from the opening 10 minutes but the 32nd minute a real good chance for Salford they passed the ball really well uh, the ball came to Tom Walker from close range but his shot was really weak at Dean Brown. we should have done much better mm. I feel really a good opportunity there but we kind of escaped it and in 36 minute Bond found himself with an opportunity from about 20 yards uh, I think uncharacteristically kind of snatched it a little bit uh, and the ball goes wide but as the half was going on I think we started to play better come more into the game it's quite a a compelling contest really watching it on the telly anyway and in the 45th minute Clay found Alibi in a box from a tight angle but Alibi I thought had a good first half actually his movement off the ball uh, was really good he's making some really good clever runs he got his shot away which was parried right uh, by nil and in one minute of additional time was played and a half time whistle went uh, at nil-nil so Paul said at half time thought Salford started much faster and sharper which took us by surprise but we settled in as the game wore on and was slightly the better side created a couple of good chances which we have to take, which I think is a pretty um, fair assessment. Yeah, they started, they started sharper, a bit sharper than us, I think. I think there were a couple of comments going around that they looked a little bit sharper than us. Yeah. Uh, and I think we switched off just a couple of times at set plays, like a throw-in. I remember there was one that uh, Joby had knocked out and they picked it up through it quickly to Lloyd. Is it Lloyd there, number mm. 10, I think? Yeah. Uh, very sharp and um, he was always moving, constantly moving and uh, they had a good chance there. 
um, but the guy skied it I think over the bar or, no the Lingy got a block in yeah a really good block early on, really yeah. good block because they'd opened us up there but we switched off a couple of times so all these things uh, I'm sure Gaffer's picking up on and uh, the boys are learning going to the next game so we, we yeah. got away with it but probably a probably fair result uh, half time yes yeah. yeah. tents announced 2,156 like we've already mentioned 667 fans making the journey which is a great attendance for the fact it's a 12.30 kick off it's a bit of a mission Felt and like, it's on TV. Yeah. Felt like more given the atmosphere. They were it making. was a little. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we were behind the goal, and you had fans where you were. Yeah, like you said the corner. I think there was another corner. Well, so if you no, block, that, no, that was the home. That it stops oh. at that corner. So you have the hole behind the goal and those few seats there. Um, it's funny because Salford had phoned Lindsay uh, on Friday afternoon, asking how many they thought we were going to take. Um, so I put a little Twitter poll out. I said five hundred less or five hundred more. I don't know if you saw it. And uh, I think it was about eighty-six percent said more than five hundred. So wow. they, they, they got that spot on, um, and they had run out of programs up there as well. So they'd yeah. even asked how many, and I think she said, "Oh, we expect you know more than five hundred, whatever, whatever." And people were. I went to get a program, and nothing, nothing at all. So I don't know how many they'd printed. printed yeah. But you'd think for their first game in the league. Maybe a collector's well, I item. Think that's the biggest match in their history, wasn't yeah, it? And, and, and they were program, they were yeah. tweeting out a couple of days before saying, "Don't forget, pick up our program." Yeah, I saw. Yeah, they've done a good little gift. Yeah. And no one could buy a program. It was like ridiculous. My dad, shooting himself in the foot there. Yeah, but my know. dad has picked me up a, a copy, and he said he felt like he was going to get mugged at some point. <laughs> well, <there's laughs> like, such, yeah, I mean, Karen Harrison's trying to get half a dozen for herself. You know, yeah. Like, so it's yeah. worth noting that Salford are have. It's not quite the same thing because okay. you don't get it in paper, but they uh, they are they have put it up online for free. Oh, so, okay. Spot. Uh, on their Twitter, so that is a solution if if you missed out on one and want to have a look mm. through it. Um, Good spot. They are. It is available for free. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good spot there, Al. So second half kicks off with no subs for the O's, and in the forty seventh minute, the worst possible start to the second half. The Southampton took the lead as the defence got caught out as Danny Lloyd gets a low cross into the box which was finished well I thought it was a good finish actually to be fair by Rory Gaffney and Coulson got dragged out wide a bit uh, and Gaffney beat Lawless uh, to the ball to, to score so a really disappointing start I think we went through a spell last season of conceding goals between the 45th and 60th minute um, and I think Justin would have been as disappointed as anyone to see that and gave us a bit of a mountain to climb um, going in to the second half but we responded well really should have been level just three minutes later it was again good build up play some really good build up play I thought yesterday yeah. um, to get the chances Lawless again um, being a bit of a nuisance putting a great ball that McEnough headed down it got deflected into Karoma's path and from a few yards out everyone's probably backing Karoma to score mm. um, but unfortunately fired over the bar I think a guilt edge chance there I think probably not being too harsh probably should be scoring that yeah, probably. based on the form we've seen from Josh but uh, in pre-season the, the positive way to look at it is that he's getting himself into great areas and uh, you know more often than not he will put that in the back of the net um, so you know you've got to look at it absolutely from that sort of view when I was speaking to him about Paul I did say oh, I think Mooney would have scored that but then Paul came back and said Mooney wouldn't have been there so Mooney would have been at the back post fair point you know so Karama did do well to anticipate the ball um, and hopefully next time that comes to him he smashes it into the net but 58th minute he had another effort um, and fired over the bar after he'd done really well actually to get into mm. a shooting position maybe a cross would have been a better option but again you can see how confident Karoma is taking men on beating them fairly easily like, these are good defenders as well that he's beating so yeah. very positive there from Josh for 61st minute 
Dean Bill produced another good save, a great save actually to deny Rory Gaffney second of the game. And a minute later, Tom Walker shoots straight at Brill. So a bit of end-to-end stuff now. Salford obviously looking to cool the game off to get their second. Mm. And we're looking to obviously equalise and the game's opening up a bit. And the 66th minute, another chance for an equaliser went Beggins. McEnough squared for Bond. Uh, again, good movement from Bond, who's unmarked from close range. Hit the ball first time, uh, which went over. Again, I think a bit uncharacteristic from Bond. I think he snatched it a little bit, maybe a bit too eager to get off the mark. I think maybe he's got 10 goals already. It doesn't play on his mind as much and he just slots it in but but unlucky there but you could sense we were coming back into the game where we were having a better chance mm. is that kind of what it felt like watching it in the ground um, or are you thinking oh, same old Orion we're going to end up losing 1-0 here no, well point. you missed a little bit out because in the 60th were the subs where James Brophy oh I did good point that was yeah. probably a key point as well that is a key point yeah good work uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't got the glasses on it was amazing how I saw that um, no so then it did make a change obviously Brophy coming on uh, and the switch we haven't they haven't made the other changes quite yet yeah so Brophy but, obviously comes on McInerney then goes into the middle um, for Lawless and Brophy goes on the left wing yeah and it, it did make a difference immediately you could see get Brophy the ball and you can see how good he is on the ball um, the way he just takes players on and gets into the first option he's got or the first thing he needs to do is he gets into the box uh, and you know that if he gets touched you know there's a penalty waiting to happen there and uh, that's exactly what was happening. So they started to sit back a little bit further, I think. Yeah, um, he's very direct to Rosny Brophy. He yeah. gets it and he's very good at, I think someone said Mo used to carry the ball really well. He yeah. got it and then he was gone and carrying the ball. And Brophy, yeah. I think it's quite similar. Like he can carry you forward from deep in his own half and he can get you out yeah. very quickly. Just imagine being a defender on first game of the season. You've played an hour works your socks off yeah. and James Brophy comes on yeah, <laughs> to yeah. face you so that may be another reason why yeah. the, the, you know the, this, um, the gaffer had these thoughts in his mind that he's got the you've got, you got Brophy and Dates on the bench yeah. you think right the last 15 minutes both, you ragged, both, both yeah. on you go fellas and let's see them cope with you after they've been running around for seven yeah, that's, that's the great thing about it is uh, yeah. no matter who plays whether you know Tuesday it's Dates and Brophy you, you've then got Roma who can come, Roma Roma come, on, to come yeah. on, you know, maybe Joby, maybe, you know, Charlie Lee to come on, you've got Matt Harold, uh, there's plenty of players yeah. to come on mm. and really cause problems and particularly that last fifteen minutes. And think, to come on and, and chip the keeper. Yeah, the last and I, th- I think I think we're a very, very fit team. Um, I think that's going to be one of our main attributes mm. this season. We're very, very fit. But you could see that tool, as the game kind of edged yeah. on, you could see they were huffing a bit and we were coming very, at them. Very quite a lot. fit and very strong in depth, and mm. I think that's going to hold us in good yeah. stead yeah, good uh, point. for the rest of the season. Good point. So, next few minutes, saw good pressure from the O's without really creating much. We were looking dangerous. So, in the 80th minute, a double sub for the O's with 10 minutes left as James Dayton. Uh, and Charlie Lee came off for Samling and Josh Caroma. So Dayton went on to the right wing uh, with Lee going into the centre midfield and Craig Gully going to the right back. So you can again see the adaptability of the squad there with the midfielder going into the defence, midfielder moving around to accommodate Dayton. Like you said, 10 minutes left, their left back's going to be knackered and he sees Dayton running on. Yeah. You know, that can only be a good thing for us. And the 84th minute, agonisingly close uh, again. Somehow the ball stayed out of the net. So Charlie Lee header, uh, 
kind of again trickled onto the post in slow motion and as it hit the post and came back out you're thinking it's just going to fall to him and he's going to tap it in and it didn't quite come that way and they threw about three bodies in front of the ball and somehow he he didn't do much wrong there at all because he he tried to direct the header towards the opposite post and I mean uh, having seen it again if if the defender hadn't got a block on it the the keeper was never going to reach it Mm. Um, and then obviously it hits the post and you're thinking how's that not gone in and then mm. it connects so well with the rebound yeah. he really connects with it but the keeper's just there smothering yeah, it and, the keeper uh, did well there and it was, yeah good keeping and and it, it really shows you know shows a, a decent side that Salford are because they're, they're, they're throwing everything to try and yeah. stop us scoring and uh, um, so credit to them as well for um, some heroic defending yeah and, uh, yeah and at that point I guess we are thinking oh it's not going to be our day yeah very pleased to say the 87th minute he has finally got the deserved equaliser from a corner the ball fell to Craig Clay who shoots I think it's probably fair to say the ball may have been going wide <laughs> at that point I will say that uh, but who cares there's a deflection on the ball from Ian Hogan saw the ball going to the back of nets and the travelling O's fans mental it was unbelievable did I see Dan Storinsky pick up a wheelie bin yeah in a oh, photo right yeah, yeah. there's evidence there is evidence to, <laughs> yeah. to show that I'm afraid I made a terrible pun with it as well. Go on, um, we love a terrible pun on this podcast. Don't don't be uh, don't the, be ashamed. The goal made our fans really happy. Sorry, <laughs> really sorry. Um, I'm sorry for everyone on Twitter that had to see that. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, the scenes were unbelievable. Oh, I really. saw the gift that you done, or just yeah. a video shot of, of yeah, the coaching um, staff when, jumping out. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Dream Team got a great angle um, of um, the coaching staff celebrating um, you know we've got the close look angle of the uh, the supporters that um, obviously put out tomorrow when the embargo's over um, and it, it, it felt amazing because everyone really everyone went crazy and it was a, did, yeah. it was a it was a really great moment what was it like for you Howard just craziness and limbs everywhere yeah I mean they're the moments you you know you go to football for aren't yeah. you? you know and screaming and the crowd hugging each other and then the, then you get the noise and the singing and uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile you know you don't want to sit on a five hour coach journey on the way home moaning about oh, yeah. family, they've taken those chances and we were so you know we all, we all accepted a one all on the day um, and I think um, I mean I predicted that prior to the game and then with the chances you do think oh I could have actually nicked that yeah. but you know I think everyone was happy with the one all first game of the season they're the favourites installed as favourites yeah. you know and all this stuff and was it planned to be on the TV and all this stuff but we've got them out of the way if they settle down and start to play really well uh, they've dropped two points at home we picked up our point yeah. you know if we, we do our home form which is really what we need to get back into um, there's no reason why we're not going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. we're lucky not to win the game so four minutes of additional yeah. time yeah. to play Brophy had a, a chance that came uh, as Dayton uh, cut the ball mm. uh, sorry Brophy cut the ball back to Dayton and yeah. he shot over Yeah, um, so I'm lucky not to nick it I guess at the end yeah it was a hard chance but he's got on the end of it so like El said earlier you know Karoma being in the right place we're making chances yeah. already and this team are meant to be the best the best team in the league already you know yeah. so we know that it will come um, with the strike force that we've got, hey. the midfielders, and and when Josh up there winning winning the headers, and uh, you know he's, he got us that corner because he turned yeah, the, he did, yeah, yeah. the deflection. You know George is going to get one or two goals, and even the other guys if they're playing, they're going to nick a goal for us. 
So I think the main story is what people said last season is that McCauley needs a bit of help. You know, he can't be expected to score 20, yeah. 25 goals on his own again. The midfield have got to help him out. There's got to be another striker. And you can see Alex was unlucky. You know, Josh should really have maybe bang that one in. Yeah, breaking uh, dates will always get your goals. Exactly. Looks like he's, he's Char- got good Char- potential. Charlie's a very Charlie, good finisher. Charlie, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really, unlucky. really good finisher. So lots of optimism, lots of positives yeah, to take absolutely. out of it. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Really I, I, thought, I thought Jones and Macca linked up really nicely. Jones, yeah. Yeah, I thought, did. had a really good debut. Um, he worked hard, uh, sort of at the front. Um, he put in a couple of crunching tackles, which uh, oh, he I dis- loved. He destroyed one of their defenders, didn't oh, he? Yeah, he, he, took about, he took about two minutes to get up, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I thought that was a, a real promising sign, and obviously the, the depth we've got in the wings and um, from midfield. Yeah. And I thought we were really good at winning the second ball when we were attacking. Yeah. Um, you know, the long throws that were coming in, they were... They were even if we didn't win the initial header, they were dropping down to our men, and, and I think it's all very good signs going forward. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you can't you can't blocks. predict what happens over the next forty five games, but uh, we, we, we that was a very good foundation, a very good platform mm. to build off. Yeah, yeah, Brill hasn't got a mention yet. I mean, he, he made some good yeah. saves. Yeah, he was solid yesterday. He, was, he yeah. made the good saves. His position was great. Yeah. His distribution w- was good, you know, and he's he vocal anyway. Almost set James up, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Where uh, he played it right over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed like he might have been working on that. I remember seeing some the, the, the club out where he just booted it to a target and it hit the target. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they work on things so. like that. So, you know, he's got to take, because he, he took a little bit of stick, he's taken a bit of stick, yeah, yeah. There's people still moaning about, he still looks overweight and all the. You know he's done, he's done a great job yesterday. He did, yeah. Marshall uh, the defence, didn't he? T- he tweeted out as well that he enjoyed it and and whatever, which is which is good to know. Yeah. Um. So all in all, yeah. Yeah. So the match Decent finished one all. Mm. Decent point, like we've said. Yeah. I think Justin Edinburgh said we had to dig deep and we had lots of opportunities, but I think we showed great strength, resilience, and character to come away with a well-earned point. If we hadn't, it would have been a real bit of disappointment because I thought the performance was very good today. So that was taken from the National League's website, and Justin also spoke to Dave Victor. Um, after the match, explained that his side had to dig deep and show great mental strength. He did confirm that Craig will be claiming the goal, so hopefully Craig gets that, but I'm not too sure. We, that's we don't have the benefits of the replays. <laughs> <laughs> he said that it was a very poor goal to concede by saying we were caught on the back foot. Uh, he explained that every player had worked hard in pre-season as it was very difficult to pick the starting 11 as a result, which we've covered yeah. and completely get that from Justin. He said we looked strong and finished very strongly. So the travelling fans were amazing and got the side going just when they needed it. And to finish, when I said Ryan's supporters should be worried that McCordy Bond had not signed an extension to his contract, the O's boss said no, it's only a matter of time and McCordy will extend his stay here. So hopefully, we hope that's what's going to happen. Um, so normally at this point, Mr Lever would give his views. Very luckily, he has given us his views. So here's what Paul had to say following yesterday's game. It's really surprised at Justin's team selection. Uh, I thought the team that finished the game, though, should have really started it. And Steve, you'd said it in a previous podcast that uh, Charlie Lee and Joby McEnough in the uh, in the middle uh, would be the better option. And I think when they came on, uh, I think uh, we looked a little bit more industrious. But that said, we created better clear-cut chances and arguably should have been taking all three points home uh, with us. We've got 
got to be more clinical. We really, really must. Three chances went begging. Uncharacteristic of uh, Macaulay Bond to miss uh, from close range. And Josh Caroma uh, caught off balance on one of his chances uh, as well. On another day, he'd have probably buried that. But, you know, we've got to uh, you know, really take them uh, in future. However, taking a point against the bookies favourite on the opening day of the season in front of the TV cameras uh, isn't a bad day's work. And kudos to all the fans who went up to Salford particularly with the early start. Really great travelling support again. So he's still got it. You never lose it. So Mr Levy, he's still around, still giving some great views. My views on that, yeah, decent game. Very decent point against the side who we all expect to be up there, I think, come the end of the season. Salford started better, uh, but Lawless was unlucky, like we said, not to give us a lead with his effort. Timing a man of the goal we conceded was disappointing, but we responded well. Karoma should have done better, I think, for me in the second half um, with his opportunity. Um, and Bon normally had a chance that we'd normally put away, but... There's no doubt that the subs changed the game, um, but the big question for me is should they have started, and it'd be interesting to see what happens on Tuesday, but delighted when we got our equaliser, as it was looking like it might have been one of those days, and we have a point on the board coming out of a tough open, I think it's really important that you don't lose your first league game, and we didn't and have to go on to Tuesday uh, confident, and hopefully take three points. I think you guys have kind of said your pieces on it, anything you guys wanted to add? Yeah, no, it's... Um I'm an eternal pessimist when it comes to Lake Norrie. I've been thinking I've been supporting them for too many years, um, but there is definitely a feel-good factor around. Yeah. Um, the squad, as I say, have got that uh, unity that they that we feel that they had in the uh, the, the Slade era, and especially that 13-14 season. So um, I'm hoping that it comes together. We need a, obviously going to need a little bit of luck. Uh, the referees, there's not much we can do with them. Yeah. Um, but if they stick together and they, they put that work ethic in, all we ask for as Orient fans is that they give the 100% yeah, yeah. And, and come off the pitch. If you get beat by a better team or, or the referee's been abysmal and done you or you've just been unlucky, then that's fine as long as the boys have tried their best. Yeah. I, I think this this group of this group of players uh, will give us that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to a good season. Yeah, likewise. You? Yeah, just um, echoing Howard, I think, I think we've got a very good group of a group of players, a very good group of staff, um, and I, I think it's all you know. There's it's all boding well for a really exciting season. Yeah, nicely put. So those were our views. So your views. We had a, we always say this anyway, but a huge amount of feedback. We really did. So thank you uh, for all your views that came into our social media accounts. There was literally hundreds throughout the day with the prediction league, with the after match views and everything else. And again, we try and read out as many as possible. Um, so if we haven't read yours out or we don't read yours out, we do apologise. And just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. We get them in to get a bit of a balance uh, from all the supporters because this is your podcast. So Alb5399 says, a very good start. We played well. We're unlucky not to convert our chances. Both in Dayton have to start as they made such a difference. But I would have taken a point before the game. So no complaints. At Len M4 said, a good point that could prove to be very valuable later in the season. All the talk was about Salford, but Orient more than showed their potential in that match. Yeah, good point there. El Cowado said, considering we never seem to win the first game of the season and the money spent by Salford, I'll take a draw away from home. On the board and on to our next game. Come on, you O's. Mm-hmm. At Jack Coates 14, we should have won the game. We missed some absolute sitters in there. This should, be, this should give confidence to the team and hopefully we can win on Tuesday. Brophy and Dayton have to start versus Ebsleet. I don't know why they didn't start this game. At, they changed the game. At Bert, that, you're regularly reading tweets, by the way, Howard. <laughs> Bert underscore Daddies said, happy with the performance and the result. We fell asleep for their goal and could easily have got free ourselves. 
Bryn Ebbs Fleet, and you know who. Who's that? Is that your mate? It's your mate, isn't it? He's my mate. It's going to be a bit of a loving. It's going to be a bit of a loving <laughs> off of the is, game, is. I think, as long as he doesn't score. Right at Sporting Leaf, <laughs> he said the BT Sport commentator said we deserve three points. I can't argue with that. We had the best chances by far. Yeah, I think Adam Virgo was actually quite. He's been criticised before actually. last season a lot. He was. It was actually quite complimentary oriented this was, time. Yeah. Uh, at Spartacus nineteen fifty seven, so more than happy. Uh, with that, our team looked fit and the introduction of Brophy and Data moving Macca in central midfield was so effective. A great game. And come on, you Reds. I think you've alluded to that. We looked fit, we looked strong and that you have to be fit to see our football matches. Yeah. At Alan Gollidge said, great result from a very difficult trip. Once again showing resilience to come from behind. This team has real character. Roll on Tuesday. Like I mentioned the spirits there and the character and yeah. good battling. At Les LK52 says, all I know is never start a game without Dayton and or Brophy ever. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> that I quite liked. Yeah. At Alan, why do they do this? At, at Alan BR4029 <laughs> I'm never going to read one of them again. Good effort and sounded as though we could have got the win towards the end. Created a, a fair few chances and a good start against a side that would be hard to beat on their debut in the National League. Plenty to build on. Owns. Uh, David D. Hanu says, Betton and Davis is opener last season against Sutton. We showed resilience and I'm feeling confident already up the O's. And you can tell it's, it's all pretty much very positive coming out of a draw, which mm. is great to see because obviously sometimes Orient fans uh, ourselves can be a bit negative, but really good to see some positive tweets coming in. Uh, Paul WE underscore UK said, first half was a wake-up call, but pleased with the, uh, with the spirit shown to get back into it. Nice to get all the bad misses out of the way early. Yeah, at Reedy QB9. So some good, some bad. What you'd expect from an opener. Salford played some nice stuff, but really we should have won. A decent start though. But PS, please start Brophy forever and ever, please. Oh, you missed one with that. At IM underscore MO. A good point, but that centre mid needs sorting. Samuel LOFC97 says, Very happy. Deserve more from the game if we took our chances. Good to have so much competition for places. Dayton and Brophy subs changed the game, but very happy, solid performance. Started a bit slow in both halves, but overall, very happy. Mm. Uh, Paul Stokes 39 uh, We should have won. Poor finishing on most days would cost us. Good to see us show character that we sorely lacked last season, though. Lack of pace in the first half made us look poor. Brophy and Dayton have to start, probably ahead of Mackinough, regardless of him being the captain. I can't see Mackinough not starting. I think mm, if Mackinough doesn't play on the wings, he goes and plays in the middle. Um, but I'd be surprised if Mackinough doesn't start the next yeah. game. Billy Herring is 3 says, I thought we were the better team. Coulson was immense. To be fair, we're not really mentioned Josh. He no. got the done, job done very succinctly. Unbelievable. Very good batting performance. And obviously came away with man of the match. Yeah. We'll come on to Josh yeah. uh, in a little while. Lawless had a good game. I thought Lawless, again, played very well. He's only on the pitch for 60 minutes. Mm. But I thought... He gave a very good account of himself yesterday. Uh, Edinburgh did well to change the formation to affect the game, uh, but I do feel Clay shouldn't be in the side. But for me, Brophy has to start on Tuesday, but a decent start to the season. Mm. Uh, David Sears 3, I thought a point was the least we deserved. Brophy or Dayton, is it or Dayton, need to start over Karoma. Well, Coulson was superb. The only time he came out of the middle we conceded, he says it all. At Leighton on Scott Ears says, Brophy changed the game, has to start. Also, Mackinough moving to the centre. There's loads to be positive about. At mm -hmm. uh, Daz Hodge, glad that we recovered a point today. The defence switched off for a goal, 
but were otherwise very good throughout. A bit more composure needed up front. And Nashot Steve says, nothing wrong with taking a point on the road against the darlings of the league. Lots to build upon. Mm. At Orient Fan TV, well-deserved draw. Saw the substitutions change the outcome of the game, and it will be interesting to see the team picked on Tuesday night. I know we missed quite a few uh, chances, but at least we're creating them. First point towards promotion, up the others. Like it, first point towards promotion. Boats, he says, really pleased with a point away from home in front of the cameras. We showed lots of character, togetherness, and a desire to get at least a point. It's something to build on for Tuesday night. At Ron Sampson 15, tremendous spirit throughout. Brophy and uh, Dayton changed the game. Must start at least one of them on Tuesday. On a down note, Sam Ling was dreadful. And that's a bit harsh, to Sam. I thought yeah. Sam made a very, very yeah. good play. I mean, everyone has their views, so I'm never, never going to criticise mm. someone for their views. I thought Sam actually done all right yesterday. Almost got an assist as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, it goes on and he's blaming Sam for the goal. He said it was his fault for leaving the guy in acres of space to cross the ball and he was never in the right place all afternoon. Mm. Only one team. A little bit harsh. But yeah, it's a good point. Asleep at the back for their goal, but slowly turned it around. We have the best chances uh, of the game. On another day, would have won it. Broken day and changed the game, and knocked the smile off of Giggs's face. <laughs> well, that's a bit harsh on Lingy, I think, because um, yeah, the, the, the guy uh, who was it across the ball, Lloyd. Lloyd. I mean, he, he to me during the game, he looked like he had a bit of a free role. Really, he was popping up from midfield and running through the lines. He's going to be their playmaker, isn't he? Yeah, like, and that was it. Signing it, from Peterborough. If, if you watch him, he was left, right, centre. He wasn't in a particular role. He, I don't think he was Lingy's man at all. Yeah. And he's just run in from midfield, if you watch, and Coulson's gone across. To, and it's just that early ball that's done us. Yeah. Um, and maybe Lawless, whoever should have been picking up Gaffney, uh, should, maybe should have done slightly better. But uh, a bit harsh on Lenny, I think. Uh, at Sue underscore Manx, missed our chances. Goal down, but happy with the point. Onwards we go. Hashtag LOFC. Hopefully with James Brophy starting on Tuesday. Well done to Josh Coulson, man of the match. Dear Juice has a good draw, but should have won it. Clay was poor. Lawless coming off was a strange one. I think Lawless was probably down to fitness, I would imagine, or if Justin wanted to change it up. Uh, Joby and Coulson were outstanding. Lawless and Joby uh, in centre midfield, please, on Tuesday. Brophy and to looked dangerous, and I thought Alibi showed good strength at times. I agree with that, um, Alibi. I thought Alibi. I like, I like the look of Alibi. He seems like a very good player that McCauley can play off quite well. Yeah, honestly. Alibi had a really good game. At Euro Orient, never argue with a point away from home. Solid foundation to build on and increase confidence. Sim Oriental said a well-deserved point overall. Need to take the guilt-edged chances when they present themselves. Overall, broken dates and change things when they came on. Coulson was great. Credit to Edinburgh as the substitutions worked well and onwards be March, hopefully. Mm -hmm. At Jamie PDLOFC, a great performance. Ling and Brill played very well today. So it's, very, it's funny that you see, when yeah. you read the tweets, that you see different people opinions, looking at different opinions, which yeah. is what obviously this pod is all about. Yeah. Uh, the centre-backs looked really strong. Allaby decent. A striker on the bench would have been nice, however. Uh, we should stop putting a keeper on the bench. Bit of a tough one, that one, isn't it? If you that don't get a keeper a on the call. bench, one yeah. gets injured. You, you know that the first time you don't get a keeper on the bench will be the time that yeah. they come off Absolutely. after 30 minutes. <laughs> Steve Jones, 177, says, definitely deserved the point today. Only criticism is it should have been free. A lot of lessons learned from last season. I thought we would grab a winner. I was watching this in Monroe's bar in Parmanova, and our shouts could have been heard in Magaluf when we scored. At David underscore Mattock, Maybe not the result that some would have wanted, but nonetheless, we're up and running with a point that could easily have been three. 
Some good performances and a deserved man of the match for Josh. At Smokehouse is like the way we set up today with the solid starting 11, expanding too much, becoming much more adventurous as the match went on. Some will call for the game changes to start on Tuesday. I say stick with today's system. Hashtag happy. So Smokehouse there wants to stick with the same 11. So maybe Justin will and again use Brophy and Dayton to come on around the hour mark at 75th minute, 80th minute and really put pressure on the absolute defence. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see. Yeah. At Big Ed's LOSC, for me, James Brophy should have started. We looked very narrow in the first half. Also, I think Dayton should start on the other side and move Joby into centre midfield with Lee, like we did. Yeah. Um, but we've created the better chances in the game and could have won on another day. A solid start. At SMTH, Jack Sevens is away against a team that will finish very high in the league. That is a great point. Shouldn't have missed so many chances, but we created a lot and will do well against the lesser teams in this league. At Darren underscore Barrows, a point more than uh, game one last season. Good subs bench, as we know, is vital, which proved the case today. Generally a good performance by all and a solid start. Only a slight concern and criticism, perhaps, should have taken more of the chances created. At Fanlines for England, so conceding the goal after half-time is disappointing, but overall I thought we looked really strongly and committed at the back. Brophy must start, but overall happy with the point, although it could have been easily all three, so quietly optimistic. You want to do the final one? Yeah, you do the final oh, one. Final one from uh, Mr. At Lee Boyce 23. Uh, successful teams know how to grind out a result and definitely a point gained rather than two lost. And to see the delight from Edinburgh, Embleton and others when we scored showed the passion and the belief is there for a successful season. So those were all tweets that came in after the match at Orient Outlook. So thanks again for all the tweets we sent. And again, sorry if we haven't mentioned yours out. But do let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets we read out. Let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or by emailing us at orientoutlook at outlook.com. So yesterday was also the first time this season we ran our successful prediction league. Uh, we had a huge amount of predictions for this one. So well done to at Stephen Orient, at IM underscore MO, at S Sidders, at Mark Shepherd underscore 79, at Matty Sari, at Alan MTLA1, at Wrecker Blue App, at Ian Manet, Rene John, at Dennis Orient, at Orient Buccaneer, at Ernie P6969, at Eastside Orient, at East London XL, at Al Leaving, at Rob J. Bennett, at Alan Gollidge, at uh, Alb5399, at Boatsy, at Leon Resty, and at Vlatis underscore C, who all correctly predicted one all and go to the top of the Prediction League after one game. And Bill underscore Johnson UK will get his trophy of slash on Outlook mug on Tuesday night as he won last season's Prediction League. So thanks again for all your tweets. And to round off the Saturday, it was also announced that friend of the podcast and XO Dean Cox has signed for National League Southside Eastbourne Borough FC. And we wish Dean um, all the best yeah. at his new club. Again, going back to that team, like we mentioned at the beginning, Baldries, Clarks. Cox is another kind of person or who will always be remembered and respected. Yeah, yeah the man's got legendary status. Absolutely. So moving on to today and Sunday the 5th of August and late in the day the club tweeted that youngsters Hector Kiprianu and Charles Clayton have joined Harlow Town FC on work experience alone. So we wish them well during their time there. So this has been a bit of a monster podcast, boys. I'm sorry, I thought it would be an hour. It's an hour first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the wife has turned the lights off and has gone to bed, evidently. So let's round us up then. So Fantasy Football League update. The Orient Outlook podcast, Fantasy Football League, will be returning for the upcoming season on fantasypremierleague.com. And all you have to do to enter is use the code 110 and you'll be automatically entered into our Fantasy League. And if you were in the league last year, you don't have to do anything. You automatically get re-entered 
into the league again and we may look to start up a dream team fantasy league because it's only fair that we do something for dream team who are obviously going to be around I think we'll be doing something with them as well watch this space then yeah watch this space watch this space there's always the positives and negatives from the week I know we share this with Paul you want to you do the positives and positives the negatives, yeah right we have a great response from going to goal down yep uh, the team created lots of chances yep strength and depth of the squad and of course the away support yep so positives to be taken from yesterday negatives as we always balance it out start of the match a bit slowly secondly not clinical enough in front of goal uh, and thirdly we didn't win a match despite being the better team later on so positives and negatives there. but even the negatives are pretty positive really in fact that you know, we didn't win and we created too many chances um, which leads us on nicely into hero of the weeks so this week we put the Hero of the Week to a Twitter vote uh, following the Salford match and we nominated Dean Brill, who had a great game in goal yesterday, Craig Clay for his cross-come shot that went into the back of the net, uh, Joby McEnough for another outstanding performance and our captain, and Josh Colson. So we're not nominated this week. We also want to mention Danny Macklin and his team. who have done a terrific job uh, in getting all the sponsorship deals in place. So this Twitter poll was open for 24 hours and after 230 votes, the results was followed. So in fourth place... Craig Clay came in at 6%, Joby McEnough came in third at 12%, Dean Brill, a runner-up at 21%, but there was a clear overall winner uh, this week, and probably no surprise. So well done to Josh Coulson, who took 61% of the vote. So thank you for all your votes as part of our Twitter polls. We'll be looking to do more on our Twitter polls with our Hero of the Week. Any more award wins in his head would get even bigger than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you won it on the coach as well. They do the uh, supporters. I did it. Away, did away, it. Away, yeah, they're doing away player and uh, he won that as well. So. Brilliant. Well done. Fully deserved. Mr. Coulson, which leads us on in to next week's fixture. So a big week now. Two home fixtures coming up as National League football returns to Brisbane Road or the Brea Group Stadium. So first up at Ebsfleet United where Elliot Byrne gets reunited with his long lost love, Abu Adams, who's been lost to Ebsfleet. So Tuesday 7th of August, our first home game, uh, XO Dale McMahon brings his team. So obviously they've got Ebu Adams, they've just signed Michael Cheek from mm-hmm. Dagenham and Redbridge. So pretty strong squad actually. Yeah. Um, Ebsfleet, it's going to be a tough match last season. Uh, it was a, again a tough test. We drew one all with Ebsfleet. Um, but they did start yesterday with a 1-0 home defeat, although to one of the favourites, Chesterfield, and yeah. what I think was a bit of a tight game. Um, and they'll be eager to get their first points on the board following a good campaign last year so we can't wait for that one it would be nice to beat them um, given we didn't beat them last year um, and obviously the game at their place was obviously Steve's last game as manager as head yeah, coach yeah it was on BT Sport that one wasn't it yeah so it would yeah. be nice to get a little bit of revenge there um, but I'm sure they'll be a very good team uh, definitely a team that are going to be up there coming yeah. the end of the season so it's going to be a Really interesting encounter for sure. It's going to be a busy uh, evening, I think, at the Bray Group Stadium. I remember yeah. last year against Royal Moors, the season ticket queues for the ticket office were huge. So if you need to pick up a season ticket, get yourselves down there early. Um, yeah, because it's going to be early. big queues. Or if you can get down there uh, tomorrow or yeah. earlier in the day, that would be ideal as well, just to help them all out. But yeah, be really great. It's really great seeing all the uh, the season ticket applications and stuff come in. Uh, want even more so go, go yeah. buy one if you haven't and the pitch is looking fantastic as well I didn't oh, go to the South End game but the pitch looks fantastic yeah, yeah. And looking it's great shape you've yeah. got to say well done to Colin and all his team um, yeah, for yeah, getting sure. that pitch sorted so well done then on Saturday 11th of August we play our second home game of the season as we entertain Barrow who last season we beat Barrow at home 4-1 towards the end of the season so we had a really good result against them um, although this season Barrow started on fire they beat Hamilton Waterlooville 3-0 uh, yesterday 
at home. But looking at these, you'd be hoping we'll be taking four points at least from these two fixtures uh, if we are to turn uh, the Bray Group Stadium into a fortress and have a successful season. So if you go in, we'll see you there. And if you do see us, please come over and say hello. So Elliot, do you want to give us a bit of um, detail on the programme, especially one against Barrow coming up? Yes, so um, we're um, partnering with uh, Dream Team for Saturday's programme um, and Dream Team have rather kindly um, agreed to sort of cover the costs and uh, they've done a special cover design so it's going to be a sort of uh, one that will be uh, a step away from the usual design that we'll see throughout the season um, so uh, make sure to pick up for that and um, it, really exciting stuff is um, that we're gonna we're gonna be printing um, we're gonna we're gonna be handing them out for free and we're gonna be printing you know a lot more than we usually would and um, we're gonna be handing out them out for free to all the supporters and uh, get them you know get the programs into the hands of people be which is really exciting uh, from my point of view um, to get people reading the program and it's a really nice gesture from dream team yeah. so full credit to them well done dream um, team for that one cheers for doing that um, and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to uh, uh, getting that you know signed off and um, and you know having having that around the ground where everyone can pick one up yeah so that is Saturday's programme so make sure if you go on Saturday you pick one up and get your free cover so that's it so it's been a bit of a monster podcast I thank you for joining us for episode 146 been a busy week at the O's as the season has finally kicked off. We've had new sponsorship deals announced with Danny Macklin and the marketing team continue to bring some extra revenue to the club. We've got a new O show, so well done to Elliot and well done to Oliver Buck and everyone who's been involved with that, which has gone down very well with the fan base and the season ticket sales number is slowly creeping its way up to that magic 4,000 target. And on the pitch, we saw a good performance yesterday against one of the favourites to go up as we came away from Salford with a one or draw and a valuable point to take into next week. So we'll be back next Sunday with episode 147 with all the information and views that you could ever need and another guest host being lined up as we speak and finally if you're listening on iTunes subscribe to the podcast and give our podcast a review we've only had 31 on iTunes and there's a lot more listeners than 31 so if you are listening on iTunes straight after you finish listening to this in fact now stop the podcast and go and give us a review please we would appreciate that and if you listen on TuneIn Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them also now on the Amazon Alexa. So if you've got an Alexa, you don't even need to do anything. You can just shout at the Alexa, play your own Apple podcast, and the most recent one will come on and play for you. If you've got an elderly relative or someone who's never heard of the podcast, grab their phone and download it for them. And just to mention, we have a few mugs left for sale, not many, and we won't be reprinting them. As always, £7 for one, £12 for two. I'm pretty sure you've got one. Oh, I've got one. If you haven't, you get one courtesy of appearing tonight, so one will be delivered for <laughs> you tonight. So if you want one, please give us a DM. We can uh, post them to you for £3 postage or we can drop them off to you for the Ebbsfleet or the Barrow game. So Howard, thank you very much. We'll see you for episode 241 yeah, based think, on the yeah. next break that you have. Yeah, I'll see you in about what, eight years' time then. Absolutely. Something like that. Absolutely. Because I'm, just waiting, I'm, I'm hoping Elliot puts a nice picture of me in the programme for Saturday. He's at my birthday, Saturday. So oh don't God. forget. No, no, use no a good told one. me that. Yeah, <laughs> use a good one. So many happy returns. For thank our, you, yeah. How old being that special programme. How old, may I ask? How many years young? Well, I've been supporting 30. the O's. Thirty, thirty. I've been supporting the O's. <laughs> well, I was born in '59, and I was started supporting the O's in '69. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. That's why I'm. That's why I look like I do. So next year's a biggie. God, dear. 
Next week's a biggie for you. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Jeez. But <laughs> always a pleasure. Keep up the fantastic no, work thanks, at the yeah. Trust. We love talking about the Trust. Fantastic no, I appreciate work. your support, boys. And, uh, Absolutely. It's been a privilege and a pleasure coming in. Elliot, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Now go shout at Strangers Alexis through the window and start playing the podcast. Play Elliot Byrne on the album podcast. (laughs) Thank you for making your Outlook debut. Long overdue and we hope to have you both back on throughout the season. We will put a picture up, but I'm sitting here currently with Howard in a Batman t-shirt, Elliot in a Superman t-shirt, so I'm here with the Justice League and we hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a monster and we look forward to hearing from you and as always, keep calm, have a great week. Keep listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Up the O's.